Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pocket Rocket podcast. And today it's just the two of us. We've had a busy couple of episodes, but now it's back with your OGs. Back to just the two of us. I'd sing if I could, but I can't. (laughs) Better job than I did, mate. Well done. Hold on, X Factor. Is that a thing anymore or am I just showing my age? Do you know what? I think it's just because no one watches, do they call it extraterrestrial telly? No one watches that stuff no more. <laughs> no one watches that anymore. If you haven't got a Netflix account, then I think you've been left behind. Probably in X Factor. <laughs> oh, Britain's got talent versus bodybuilders got talent, isn't it? That's it, mate. That's it. It sounds like you've got more than me. My my attempt at singing them was absolutely terrible. I pretend yeah. it didn't happen. Any, anyway, it's back to the two of us. It's how we like it. Although we have really enjoyed having Olivia on, she was very, very, very good. And do you know what? Taught me a lot. I learned so much. And I think that the listeners learn so much. And I'm sure you can all tell us if you did. But from the messages that we've had, people Mm. have been super grateful for the amount of, I guess, effort that we've put into this and the people that we've brought on and the subjects we've spoken about. And yeah, Olivia was really helpful and answered a lot of questions which is re- really grateful for yeah I think um probably the biggest reaction that I had was to the last episode where we talked about the the depot or depot injection um and I had one very very good friend of mine message me and she was like okay so I I'm on the injection but it's not that one but it's one that you do at home and she sent me like eight voice notes telling me how she'd gone through everything and how she'd been feeling recently, how long she'd been on it. Um, and she was like shook. She was like, I genuinely cannot believe that I've been on this all this time. And I had no idea. Um, another one of the girls in our industry, um, Nicola, uh, she has been on it for, I think she said 14 years she might be on the pill now I can't remember off the top of my head but yeah she was like I was on it for forever and had no idea yeah exactly the same I am a a girl came to me last week and she said that um she was thinking of stopping like using the injection anymore and I said well realistically I said how long have you been taking it I said because you shouldn't have been taking it in more than two years anyway and she was like oh really this is like my ninth year and I was like Okay, well, you definitely need to stop doing that. Even if I said you need to stop doing it, you definitely need to stop doing it now because nine years is is too long. Yeah, so it's interesting that Olivia said that because it doesn't seem in the UK to be a thing that people know or the doctors know or give out the advice that it needs to only be for two years. Like that doesn't seem to be a Mm. thing. I mean, obviously now we know like you just don't want to run it at all. But yeah, terrible really. It's amazing all these people have come forward and said this sort of stuff. Yeah, I remember when it got offered to me years ago, because I just went in and I was like, I feel like I shouldn't really be on the pill. And they were like, why? And I went, I don't know. But just, I just don't feel like I should be taking a pill every day. Um, I was young at this time as well. It just didn't seem right. And I said, what are my options? And that's when they told me the injection and the implant. And uh, the injection, I just went, oh, no, not needles. No. And they were like, oh, it's not bad. They were like, it's actually really good. You just have it every three months and you never have to worry about it. And that was how, that was the the, the extent of the information that was given. 
and uh, the implant, I'd seen one of my friends had it cut out of her arm and I went, nah, bruv, that's not for me. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Horrendous. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't think, I think I never had the injection because I think I was brought up with, like, scaremongering. I think my mum always told me that it made you get really fat. So I was like, oh, God, I don't want to get really fat. Best not take that then. And that was the only reason why I didn't because I was more scared about carrying fucking like extra stomach ground with me I want to do it because I've eaten tasty things not because of an injection yeah 100% but yeah I think uh it's been nice to hear how many positive mm. messages have come from this I guess is what we're saying super positive messages from lots of people and almost like positivity off the back of negativity like people coming forward with stories and saying oh my god I didn't know that or mm. oh my god that resonates so much with me thank you so much for sharing this and more people need to know because I don't want people to be in my situation. So yeah. the, the messages have almost been a little bit bittersweet because everyone who's kind of like thanked us are thanking us off the back of maybe something that they found out about themselves mm. or something that they now know about themselves or something that they're doing to try and change it. But still thanking us anyway for the conversations that we're having, which is um, which is great. And I'm I'm dead proud of us for doing this. I think it's been really positive so far. Yeah, I'm proud of us too. Um, I, I know there are a couple of people, one of my friends messaged to me this week and she was like, um, I know I need to listen and I will listen, I promise. But to be honest, I'm scared to hear the home truths. And I was like, do you know what, babe? That is absolutely fine. And you don't need to listen right now. But you do need to know that at some point you're going to have to address this. Like you can ignore it for a little while and that's fine. But not indefinitely. And she was like, I know, I know. I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like, once you know that there's possibly something not so good about it, like there's a lot of conversation going on. Um, let's talk about what we know, Instagram. There's a lot of people talking about it right now. And I've noticed that not just we're talking about it, but since we've spoken about it, people are doing white papers on it. People are doing presentations on it. They're doing like ebooks and they're writing posts about it. Um, and it's amazing to see more and more people um, kind of essentially off the back of what we're doing, speaking on things. Um, and, and that's what we wanted to do, isn't it? We wanted people to learn more about it, get the education, free education, um, and to make informed choices and informed decisions yeah and it's funny how when you put this stuff out there like you said you see maybe people are doing more or maybe we're just seeing more because it's a bit like when you put something out there yeah. it's like oh you think about you want a new car and then suddenly you see it everywhere because it's like on the prefront of your mind but I think I would agree with that and I've seen I saw something that I sent to you this morning that was like a trailer for a documentary that's mm. been done about um about the pill and the fact that it is essentially it is a money maker like it is mm. a money maker and it, and it's all about the, the negativity of it and actually like the backstory of the pill and like why it's actually still a thing and why it's being pushed and all this sort of stuff and, and women sort of saying say no to the pill um and I was yeah, like oh, just look the at history this. behind it and, and I think people need to remember as well like all drugs are money makers whether that yeah. is recreational or medicine they are all money makers yeah they're not doing this for the benefit of our health they're doing it because someone somewhere is getting paid exactly mm. that's what Olivia said as well but yeah so I think um a lot of positive stuff and I think that 
something Olivia said to me as well after our call last week was like, thank you for inviting me on to be able to share the knowledge that I have and like inviting me to be able to like tell people about this. And I know she's been promoting Femtech as a positive thing as well instead of her, instead of natural, instead of her hormonal contraception. But like she's also said like how positive it is and thank you for yeah. like allowing her to share her knowledge with us all. So yeah, I'm glad it's kind of helped everybody. She is such a good egg. She's Big a good egg. Yeah. I know. She's um she's lovely and doing a lot I think for the industry. I'm really trying to do a lot anyway because she is she's a bit of a bodybuilder as well. She likes to lift and she understands the industry to an extent as well. So yeah, it's been helpful. But off the back of that as well, like it's not all been positive. Like and that's something that we do want to talk about today. And we've had a lot of positive stuff, but also off the back of that, a lot of I would say like a lot of negativity as well. And maybe not direct negativity like oh, what you're talking about is wrong or you shouldn't be sharing that. Mm. But negativity, like, kind of anonymously, can't even speak tonight. It's late again, (laughs) isn't it? We always do this too late. Um, Anonymously kind of giving us a little bit of, not a little bit of grief, but, like, almost trying to question what we're saying Mm. in terms of, like, especially, like, we do say at the beginning of this podcast, um, and I just think today was the only time we didn't do it, but we always say, like, be positive, like, be supportive. We're putting out a story especially when we were sharing our stories Hannah like we're putting this out to be a bit vulnerable share mm. what we share what we've been through with no subjective opinion from anyone just raw just tell you where we are and people have kind of come to us a little bit off the back of that and given us a little bit of negativity and more you than me and maybe that's because you're more frequent at putting anonymous questions out than I am but people have seen it as like a welcome open door to be able oh, no. to like come to you and been like oh do you think the reason why you don't have a cycle is because you bodybuild and you're like, have you even listened to my podcasts? And if you haven't, don't give comment because you're clearly uneducated about this and you don't, you don't know the answer. And Mm -hmm. actually what you're saying is really rude. And, and yeah, we have had that. That was the light way to put it, wasn't it? Um, Yes. That was the polite way to put it. Uh, I won't read it verbatim, but one of the messages were, um, do you think your use of performance enhancing drugs have uh, like resulted in you not being like you being infertile? They actually use the word infertile, which I know I say it because I have to say it. But fuck me. It feels like a knife being twisted in your stomach. So when you get these anonymous questions and they chuck the word infertile at you, it's like you don't even know. And yet you're throwing this in my face. So to clear this up. Yes, I do use performance enhancing drugs, but did I use them two years ago? No. Did I come off of the pill and then still have these problems? Yes. And do the doctors like relate the problems that I have to the fact that I was on the pill for 10 to 12 years? Yes. It's nothing to do with the fact that I use Femtest. Absolutely nothing to do with it. And we have explained femtest on this podcast is nothing to do with the fact like the person i'm going to say the girl cited in her message um clen karen's clen does not make you lose your period so let's get rid of that one because that's not a thing either um she said fat burners well that's got nothing to do with it now it's not to say that preps don't play a role because they absolutely do but um yeah, messages saying blaming me for my own problems. Well, if that's the case, then 
women all over the world are to blame for their problems because lots of us are taking um uh, hormonal contraception there's lots of people in in shit situations and whether or not I did bodybuilding I would still be in this boat and I think that's important to point out as well um yeah super important I think people need to remember that I think it's a pe- you don't want people's opinion anyway like put questions out for people to, be able to ask questions not to give them their shitty opinion on, on anything mm-hmm. and also like if you have an opinion on something I always say this everyone's entitled to their opinion but please do it from an educated platform like so please get mm-hmm. gather all the evidence and know what you're talking about before you give an opinion because when you give an opinion that's wrong it's usually just to ruffle feathers anyway and upset someone and like well done okay it's not actually to give any kind of value it's just to upset somebody for for whatever reason usually from an act of potentially I'm going to put it out there like jealousy or whatever like mm-hmm. that is why people tend to put negative stuff out but yeah, there's just no need. And we have had a little bit of negativity off the back of it, but very much drowned out by the positivity that we've had in general. Um, and like, I think kind of going on from what Hannah said there about, you know, the reason why she's not got a a, a cycle or a, a period, an ovulatory cycle is, is from the pill. Mm. Now, I had an interesting conversation with somebody today on a call, on a consultation call about that exact thing and about the fact that people really really put negative or negativity on women in bodybuilding and say you know there's a few things or you you'll turn masculine or you'll lose your period because you take peds like this this Mm. person did to you and it's just not true and actually what we find is if you do bodybuilding properly as ironic as it sounds you're probably more healthy than the normal individual walking down the street or that lives next door to you that's never had any kind of hormonal or blood checks in their whole life probably mm-hmm. and have run some kind of hormonal contraceptive pill or something for the last like 10 15 20 years mm. and they're the ones like oh you you look hench you must take loads of steroids and and be really like manly and not be able to have children like take a look in the mirror love I'm probably more healthy than you oh like, yeah so that that was an interesting conversation and it's like before you start making negative comments just have a look at yourself a second and like what position are you in and you probably don't actually have any grounds to be able to do that. That's something I found being in the corporate world. Um, and you may have found it when you obviously were still doing that, Mads. But um, you'll find that people will look at you towards the end of a prep. When, yeah, OK, you do look a little bit terminal. You look ill. But they'll go, oh, this cannot be good for you. Look at you. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, all right. But just just let's take a second. When was the last time you had a glass of wine? Okay. And when was the last time you had a takeaway? Right. And when was the last time you went out on a on an absolute out-out mission and you got hammered? Right, that was this weekend. Cool. Um, do you go to the gym? No. How many steps do you do a day? Well, I don't go for walks. Oh, okay, right. So you don't move. You eat like shit. You drink like a fish. But I'm I'm the unhealthy one. Now, I'm not suggesting that you go into work and say that to your colleagues, but there are ways that you can say these things. Um, but, yeah, I think there's always that negative association with bodybuilding. Um, and then off the back of that, I mean, I once, this was wild. I started a job and within the first like three days in this shared office, my CEO out loud went, do you do drugs? And I was like, <clears throat> sorry, sorry, what? <clears throat> 
I like choked. Everyone went like so silent. And I was like, no, I don't do drugs. And he was like, steroids. And I went, no, I don't do steroids. He was like, hmm, okay. And I froze for a second and I didn't know what to say. And then like my my personality kicked back in again. And I went to him, do I look like I take steroids? <laughs> you were like, I also don't take them very well because I'm 46 kilos. Yeah. sake. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of a compliment. He was like, is it? And I was like, oh, God. Shit, five days too, into a job. Too, pull, too back, pull back, pull back. Abort. <laughs> retreat, retreat. <laughs> 100%. It's funny, like, I, I do remember that. And I think in the corporate world it is, I was considered super weird. I would get up early and, and do do my cardio and then go into work. And mm-hmm. I'd still be there at seven o'clock. And there'd be someone sat there with their their cup of tea with loads of milk and two sugars and, like, a packet of hobnobs next to them. And be like you've been at the gym this morning yeah I'm like I'm like yeah, yeah yeah I did yeah but don't you go after work as well I'm like yeah yeah, yeah I do yeah yeah what time did oh you get God. up and you're like half four like, what do you mean you're up at half four well I needed I need to get my cardio done I need to get home get washed and needed to commute in so yeah half four yeah I needed time to let the clan kick in and then get on the snail but honestly, it's, um, it's funny. But yeah, back to the point, I think general negativity around what we're doing generally. And I think it is because people don't understand it. When people don't understand something and it's scary and weird to them, they tend to make a mockery of it. And, yeah. and you know, and I think that, that that's it. If you're uneducated on something, you don't understand it, you'll make a mockery of it because it's how you feel comfortable, right? Mm. Um it's like that people laugh at you and then they ask you how, don't they? Yeah. It's like then they compliment you and ask you how and it's exactly the same thing. So mm. I guess the message is like what bodybuilding for females, if you are not a bodybuilder and you listen to this, isn't detrimental to your health if it's done correctly. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I, I think that and people... You're not going to end up looking like a man. No, no matter what you do, like, again, sensibly, whether that means peds or not peds you're not gonna look a man I mean look at we just had the recent um this weekend we just had the Olympia look at the stunners that were on that stage and everyone was sharing everyone sharing the wellness and bikini girls like oh my god aren't these absolutely fire yeah okay well every single one of them will be running anabolic shock yeah newsflash all those girls (laughs) yeah all those girls you were sharing like what I'd give to look like her Guess what? Some of you would also turn around and go, oh, people that take steroids look like men. So just sip a little bit on that tea, okay? (laughs) Just sip it back slowly. Then ask them how. Yeah. (laughs) How do I be like you? But the point is, like, there was no, there was not one woman on that stage in any category that I looked at and thought, manly. There were more muscular women than others. But, I mean, just look at the bikini class, which is seen as, I don't know why this phrase is used, but entry level. Um, And that's meant to be the least muscular class. I'd I'd like to see, like, a normal woman stand next to one of those girls because they are muscular. I mean, let's talk about our homegrown Phoebe. Yeah. She... She's stacked. Yeah, Phoebe's stacked. Yeah. She's stacked. 
don't underestimate until you stand next to her. It's no joke. Yeah. People don't get it at all. It's just it's just down to like skeletal frame and stuff, isn't it? Like people are like, oh yeah, his bikini girls are tiny. It's like they're not. They carry their muscle very well in the right places, but they've mm. got a lot of it, like a hell of a lot of it. Um, and you're right. It unless you are some kind of genetic freak elite, and then and they are there. Like we've yeah. seen their actual shows. Like don't get me wrong. But once you, I genuinely believe, once you get to that kind of level to really be competitive, and someone will come into my DMs about this probably, but genuinely to really be competitive, when you get to that higher level, somebody else will be doing that to give them the the edge, like the benefit, the advantage, because it will give them a slight advantage. And if you're not doing that, you potentially aren't going to make the progress that they're going to make. So, like, you have to be realistic about these people that you're looking at and what you're trying to be like. And these people will be running some kind of assistance, even if it's like baseline of fem test to keep them in a, you know, give them a baseline, a hormonal baseline to run out all year to keep them stable. Like, even if it's something like that, still an exogenous hormone. So. Clen, that, I mean, it's, it's very basic, but Clen does have anabolic properties. So Correct. it will have a small for mostly um female athletes um on the the less muscular end of the scale it will allow you to retain some tissue whilst dieting so for girls that go oh it's only a little bit clean okay well it's still got anabolic properties so i think that's important to say um and i listened to a really good episode um on uh backstage bikini where my coach Ross was talking about um, drug use in females. So if anyone is interested in learning more about the different drugs that some females may or may not take, listen to that. Because he made a really good point that it is about the time of it, I think he said length of exposure or time of exposure. Yeah. Um, And if you do it sensibly and you do it uh the right dosage for that person based on their size you can run it for a long time without having major impacts and i think the problem is that i've always likened uh steroid use in men or women to bad plastic surgery so you see bad plastic surgery and you'll say things like oh god like girls that get their lips done ugh, disgusting pillow lips duck lips no no no. that's the ones that have been done badly when things like that are done well you don't know it's been done therefore you have no problem with it and you actually probably would say well that person looks great yes i would say that's quite a good analogy actually yeah yeah because when you see steroids done badly yes or you see these blokes that inject like oil into their biceps that's when people go oh my god horrendous but actually if it's done well you won't even know you look at those bikini girls on that stage, <laughs> you wouldn't look at them in the street and go, oh, God, so manly. The wellness girls, you don't look at them and go manly. Yeah. You're just like, look at the bunda, like the size of her legs and her glutes. And yeah. she still is stunning in her face. Yeah, 100%. And they've probably got a bit of both there. They've got a bit of anabolics and a bit of lip filler going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, <laughs> it is true, though. It is true. And, and, this comes back to the conversation that I had with um, on a consultation call this morning that I briefly spoke about to you. And it's exactly that was about females in bodybuilding and it not becoming it's, it's you don't have to be a bloke like you don't mm. have to. You know, this 
this um, this lady, lovely lady, is a WPD and women's bodybuilding athlete, like kind of like between the two. And she is still incredibly feminine and she's put on a hell of a lot of muscle. She's like nearly 70 kilos lean and she's got a hell of a lot of muscle. She doesn't look manly. Yeah, she's got no. a very muscular frame, but yeah. take her frame off for a minute just because she's carrying a lot of muscle. You wouldn't. Her face is still her face. She sounds normal like she she she's very feminine and I think that you know it does come down to to what you've just alluded to there it's about doing it right it's doing about safely it's doing it correctly having a good coach to guide you with all that sort of stuff and while I don't want this to become an episode about pets like it is is a little bit about that it is a little bit about being feminine and understanding that you know you can do this stuff well and be healthy at the same time and you know it doesn't it doesn't have to be that kind of like nomad thing you manage your exposure well length and and total exposure manage recovery phases properly Mm -hmm. you know do what is right for you and you know manage manage and monitor side effects as well for all these things is something that I think is really important it's actually like okay why are you running these things like how are you managing your side effects like or how are you monitoring your side effects? Are you monitoring yeah. things like voice? Are you monitoring other stuff? Like what are you actually monitoring and how? And it doesn't it doesn't have to be something that, that is manly. And, you know, we've got a few friends in the bodybuilding world who get a lot of hate on horrendous. their horrendous hate on their on their profiles, on their pictures and on YouTube of just horrendous comments like things that you would never, ever dream of saying to someone. They're disgusting awful one of our friends I, I saw one comment on one of her posts recently and it was just from some random bloke who went why are you wearing women's clothes <laughs> like what what made you wake up on that day and decide that that was something because although that's not like calling someone a name that's straight up like that's just brutal in my opinion it's so well, it's just basically saying you're a bloke why are you dressing as a female yeah that that is what you're a saying. tranny yeah you're a tranny yeah it's not and you know what if that person whoever that is and this could be fucking hell me and you hannah are absolute culprits of this we're just like boys because we oh. like to wear a tracksuit and a pair of dunks who cares like those no, clothes suck yeah especially when you're in off season they don't fit so who cares about that <laughs> it's so true like yeah. you can do whatever you want to do you can be whoever you want to be and I think that is one quite nice powerful thing about the bodybuilding world especially the female element of it and actually the support you get from a lot of the males being a female in the bodybuilding world is like because they get it you can be whoever you want to be you can do whatever mm. you want to do and do you know what I think it's just an appreciation of it like speak to Corey and he's like I think that muscle looks wicked like yeah. we look at like a figure girl or, or a women's physique athlete on stage and you'll be like I can really appreciate that because I know how hard that is to work for and it's not about being attractive but it's about like the respect for that person because of the amount of work that that takes the and work is sexy <clears throat> the work is sexy it's like that is unreal like she looks incredible because it's like you respect and almost admire the work that's had to go into being to being that and and we call them muggles, don't we, Hannah? They oh, don't, we do call them muggles. They don't understand our world. They don't understand. We're wizards. <laughs> we are magical <laughs> beings. <laughs> I wish we were magical beings. But we are. But, but people don't understand. They just think like oh, we're strange. And even like family, I think I know oh, I'm yeah. totally digressing here, but it's important. They um family don't get it until they've like seen you do it for a long time. My mum now is like, okay, so you're coming round, um how much steak do you want and how much 
how much white potato do you want with that? Yeah. Like, whereas before, she was a bit like that. She's like, every time I see you, your shape changes. Sometimes you're like fatter and sometimes you're skinnier, and I don't really get it. Like, yeah. and and now it's it's okay because they're educated in it. And I think that's the point. If you don't if you don't understand, you don't get it, and you think we're weird, just keep your opinions to yourself and unfollow us. We don't care. Yeah. And like you said earlier on, coming back to it, everyone is entitled to an opinion and we're not saying you can't have an opinion but ask yourself this like is it kind and is it necessary if it's not kind and it's not necessary shut up like it's unnecessary just shut up Mm -hmm. and if you're not asked for an opinion once again shut up yes people go out of their way in it like your your messages okay you put a question box out but you weren't like Talk to me about my lack of hormones. (laughs) I put that question box up for for those people that didn't see the story, all right? So I was was on the way to the gym and Radio 1 was saying that Drake, the rapper, has this new necklace and it's got 42 diamonds in it. And apparently it's one diamond for every time he was going to propose. And I was like, that's jokes. This would make for such a funny like question box but I thought if I put an anonymous one people will be honest and they will be spicy and there were some really funny ones but it got to the point where I was upset with the amount of digs that I had about unrelated things that I just didn't read them out I didn't put them on my story because people saw that as an opportunity to be unkind and I had like three or four messages off the back of that and then it all like washed away and I'd stopped talking about it Um, and then I woke up in the morning and someone overnight so either they were awake in the middle of the night and they were like hmm I'm awake so I'm going to be spiteful or they were in another country in another time zone and in which case weird because I don't know anyone in the other countries um they were like they said something unkind and then they stuck on the end of it um oh and we all agree with that person Okay, who's we? Is there a society? <laughs> What's the membership? Like, what do you mean we? <laughs> but it's just like, well, what? I woke up at seven in the morning. And that was the first thing. Like, well, one of the first things I saw. And I'm like, do you know what? Fuck you lot. Like, it's unnecessary. Yeah. And some people might say, and I, I do agree to, with this to an extent. However, we put trust in like, everyone puts trust in people when they're vulnerable and they put their, their like story out, right? Like, you almost, when you put something out there, you are kind of welcoming negativity. If you're mm. a celebrity, like, you need to, I, I don't say you need to accept it, but you need to be open to the fact that someone isn't going to like you and someone's going to leave you a shitty comment. You need to kind of be resilient to that. And when you open up and tell a story, you leave yourself vulnerable to people potentially giving you shit. Yeah. However, just because you open up to that, we put caveats out. It's like, mm, you may or may not agree with this, but please be kind. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. You know, we put like a bit of trust in the public, the public people to like be polite and be respectful. And it's just a shame that a lot of people still in this day and age just can't do that. So whatever. Yeah. We don't, we also, don't really care about their opinions, but it is, no, I don't it is upsetting. Like, especially when you read that and you're in a vulnerable scenario, like and you're, you're going through the journey that we've all discussed on this podcast. And it's like, it's very relevant and it's quite raw at the moment because you are going through a bit of a recovery phase, hoping for things to happen. It's like, please don't say things like that. It's really not very helpful. 
Also, who says it's embarrassing that you were upset? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? It's not embarrassing. People get upset all the time. It's fine. It's just weird. Like, but yeah, I'm good now, as you can tell. But I was not good off the back of it. But, like, coming back to, you know, you get some negativity, but you get some positivity. I had some just lovely lovely messages from a lot of people um and I did ignore my phone for a good couple of days but I did go back to everyone in the end and I if you sent me a message like thank you so much like Mads you were a bloody babe as well um and it's just silliness that like something so small can make you feel so crap and you forget that actually there's so much good all around you so for everyone that sent me a message or told us your story over the last few weeks um that's the good that's the good that we wanted to come out of this so that's what matters and the others can bugger off oh yeah we don't care about them we don't care about them no they're probably taking the wrong dose of tests and the wrong heads anyway hannah so trend out of their mind (laughs) (laughs) or they're taking the contraceptive pill whatever (laughs) But that leads me on, actually. I wanted to talk about a message that I got from one lady, um, which is what the one I sent you yesterday. Was it yesterday, Mads, or the day before? Uh, yeah. Um, and it was slightly different from anything else I had. Um, and I wanted to read it out because it kind of talks about this assumption of bodybuilding as the problem, but it also shines a light on a whole different side of um, contraception that I'd never heard of. Um, it was the first time that someone had said anything like this to me. And we're all about sharing the knowledge, experience and everything else. So I wanted to read this out on the podcast. And she said that I could share it as long as she remained anonymous. So this lovely lady sent me this message. Hey, Hannah, I hope you're good. Loving the podcast. You and Mads are doing an incredible job and I thought I would share my story now that I have had a recent update with my results in the last few days. Happy for you to share without my name because no one knows I'm trying to conceive. Fingers crossed for her. Uh, The more awareness around contraception and the more damage it can be done or the more we have awareness sorry around contraception and the damage it can be done the better. So I started my period at 14, went on to the pill at 15 and then went on to the coil at 16 till 26. No period during this time. I got the coil out over two years ago and I've never had a period since. People would be quick to bash bodybuilding and blame that for the period not returning. However, during the last two years, I've only spent four to five months of that in a prep. For the last 12 months, I've been actively doing everything I can to get my period back with no luck. Me and my partner are also trying for a baby. Over the last two years, I've had regular private bloods done and everything came back good bar my estrogen levels, which were low back in May. I went to the doctors and they referred me to the fertility clinic, which I was seen pretty quickly due to my age. I had my most recent appointment yesterday with a scan and I was told that the coil had badly had basically destroyed the lining of my womb and that it was more than likely that I would not be able to conceive naturally which is heartbreaking. 
I've now been given a medicated cycle to give me a bleed, followed by ovulation, then hopefully pregnancy. I will only get five or six tries at this. However, it's not guaranteed to work and the IVF may be needed. I remember being 16 and asking the doctor if the coil would affect my fertility. And she turned around to me and said, no, it's not. It's nothing like the pill. Um, and as soon as you get it out, you can get pregnant straight away. So I believed her. I wish I knew back then what I do now or I would have never done it. It's crazy what health professionals don't tell us. And you and Mads are making such a big difference. Yeah, such it's, a feel good. Um, it's nice. Well, this is comes back to what it's we said at the beginning. It? It's the bittersweet thing. Like when you sent that to me, I was like, that's amazing. But then also caveat it with, but that's really sad. Mm. Because it is like, it's an amazing story. And it's amazing like that she's she's reached out and she's like, it's amazing what you're doing. Like keep sharing, keep talking about it. Like, I want people to know. I don't want anyone in my situation. That's amazing. But it's sad that she's in the situation that she's in, which potentially could have been massively avoided. And I think just for people to know, um, the core that she had, I think if you read, if, if I think in brackets in the message somewhere, it says it's the marina coil, which is the which is the hormonal coil. Um, not that it makes a massive difference, but obviously, like she's having exogenous hormones in her body there. It's not the copper coil, I think. Um, yeah, M- Mirena, Mirena. Yeah, Mar- Marina coil. Yeah, so Marina it's the coil. it's the progesterone only coil. So she's had like constant progesterone pumped into her body while she's had that. Um, and yeah, like sad, but I mean, it's great that she's going through that, and hopefully, like fingers crossed for her that it'll all it'll all work out mm. 100% of course. But it's um it's nice that we're having that reach. Like she's not somebody who has necessarily heard our podcast and then gone oh I need to change something and I'll thank yeah. her because I've had to change something she's just saying this is really important what you're doing like thank you for sharing it because I'm in this situation and I think that's really powerful I think it's really nice that one that she's reached out I mean there's so many times I hear things and think oh yeah that's relevant but I don't necessarily drop a message or I don't like make an effort to say thank you and mm. she's written quite a long message there yeah um and thanked us and that, and that's nice and that's one of many to be honest it's it's slightly different um to other people's sort of stories but it's one of many nice thank yous that we've had and we've sort of screenshot and I'm sure we could read out a few to be fair Hannah we've screenshot and sent each other quite a few yeah I um, had a, a woman called oh I was about to say her name but I won't say her name <laughs> um she messaged me off um the back of a story that I put up uh the other day um where I was told that I I was going to need HRT. And she said that Femtest has really helped her. She was going through the perimenopause. And since TRT, she's been uh, 80% back on her cycle. I mean, amazing. that's massive. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I think it gives it gives hope as well a little bit for yourself. Like that's the position that you're essentially in and there's a number of reasons why you may not like have a cycle even implementing even implementing like TRT there's still there's reasons why that might not happen but there's a high chance because of the way that we know how testosterone works and where your estrogen comes from um in the really simple term like you need mm. testosterone to be able to produce estrogen you need estrogen for a cycle so just without going into like the whole biology of that makeup like we know 
from 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 the science that that is probably hopefully going to produce what you want it to do mm. um but it's positive that other people are reaching out and saying that and what i've noticed from this another positive message is like people are reaching out and saying oh yeah i run hr i run trt and i run femtest and thanks yeah. for talking about it because i actually do that and i do that and i do that and i've had a few people reach out to me as well and say um oh I've been told that that's maybe a good idea, but don't really know where to start, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, I also had another conversation with someone the other day, and again, won't name any names because she doesn't want me to. Um, we had a private like consultation call about where she was at, and we spoke about her bloods, and she's previously worked with a coach who wasn't so educated in female health, and didn't pick up anything on her bloods that was any anything sinister and she was like but I don't feel good and I think there's something wrong here and I mm. think she highlighted that maybe her hormone levels were quite low she highlighted that she was like well if these are the ranges even though it says green that's really near the bottom and that's really near the top and just sort of like use a little bit of logic to say mm-hmm. is that a problem she went to a private doctor's and um you can't do this with the NHS but through private doctors you can you can get trt administered if they believe that it's needed right um some private from private doctors will do that and she had a consultation call and this is funny they said the first face if that was over the phone the first face-to-face consultation she could have was in four months which was going to be like april or something like that that was the first time they'd be able to get her in to discuss it and have a look redo her bloods again then talk about what the process could be and then go from there so it's like even though that's even private you're talking like four months before she's mm. got a face-to-face consultation which is it's not like too long but what is too long like people want to sort this stuff out now right so that's the thing like four months at what point how long has she got prior to that how long has she been going through it yeah and it comes down to the age of the person as well like yeah. she's in her early 30s and she's like well I would like to obviously sort this soon um and you know it's, it's hard because I had a conversation with her and you know going private through the doctors it depends if you're not part of the bodybuilding world it's probably somewhere where you feel comfortable um but in the bodybuilding world you know looking at this stuff like myself or the coaches like become very educated in this so that we can help people in this sport be able to continue with the sport and also like have good health in this and you know going going through a private doctor it's not that cost is ever an issue with your health but just for basic like consultation and looking at how they would run um, something like that. I think the, the ballpark quote was about £2,000. Yeah, wild. And it's like, for someone to be administered um, like a TRT dose of, of hormones and actually maybe not, maybe not even an optimal, in an optimal way like me and you know and in the bodybuilding world, he wants stability with these things. Maybe you want to microdose it, you know, like small doses very often so that we have stability. If you mm. go and have something from a doctor, it's a bit like having a depot injection. You go, you have a surge of it, and then you go back in three months, something else. It's not even necessarily the best way to optimally do this stuff. Mm. So, I mean, we digress a little bit, but the point is here, like, she sort of came to me and said, I've done so much research. There isn't really anything out there. And the only thing I managed to do was speak to a private doctor who would potentially look at this with me but it's still a four month wait and then it's going to cost me two grand and then this and then that and it was like wow well you know you're coached in the bodybuilding world so you know you can fix that within what you're doing now and you don't yeah. necessarily need to go down that route but it's just um it's a shame that that's that's not a thing really and the amount of messages that we've been having about 
people who are actually running this through their coaches and seeing massive positive results and genuinely just getting their cycles back and their normal normal hormone yeah. levels back has been pretty been pretty incredible um and just general thank yous like I've got a message here saying like um this week was a great another great podcast um I didn't mind having no in period no periods with the injection because I didn't think I ever wanted kids however my mind changed and and now I'm going through trying to get my cycle back thank you so much for sharing it's like mm-hmm. oh well that's the point isn't it like you don't know what you're going to want in the future and therefore you should be able to make informed decisions yeah uh, I had another girl who said uh thank you so much for talking about this I'm currently going through something similar having not had a period for around possibly four years having had my bloods done with the blood lab after competing um my test and hormones weren't great I spoke to them for aftercare and they did everything they um could to help me I went to the doctors and was told that I should stop taking the pill and in about two months it would come back but nothing changed Uh, I pushed to have my bloods done with them and they just said everything is fine, which we've heard so many times. Um, And she went back to the doctors on the Monday just gone and pushed to be referred for specialist treatment. Um, And she said, I know I can vouch for many and say that um, you and man speaking about this is really helping. And it feels like uh, we're at a dead end with everything. But with you guys, it's helping. And, And that's you know like that's the whole point like we've been at that dead end and when you can give someone a little bit of hope and go like okay well it might feel like a dead end but it's actually it's not um and that was like a conversation I had with the specialist uh, last week um he he spoke to me like it was a dead end and because I went on there on that call with him educated and I stood my ground um and I just said no I'm I'm not going back on the pill I came off it for a reason and he went well what was that reason then like what what do you have against the pill I went where do you want me to start it's like there are so many reasons to not be on it the point is the resolution here is not putting in the thing that was a problem in the first place so he went well it's either that or HRT and I went HRT is the pill and he was like well yeah I went, right, okay, well, I'm not doing that. So what's your solution? And he just met met me with pure silence, did not know what to say. Said he would speak to one of his colleagues. And then he went, I'll come back to you. And I was like, okay, when? Uh, 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 Four or five months? No. And that's the thing. You need to meet that with confidence and go, no, that's not acceptable no I know what I'm talking about no I'm not going to take the pill because that's something we hear isn't it that every time they want to put you back on uh, a hormonal replacement that's not that's not going to work I had a girl in my dms this week who said she was in the same situation as me um but in her early 20s and um they put her on hrt and as a result of it she's had cysts build up and now she's like gone through two or three times of having the cysts surgically removed like burnt out she's just like I'm so young like I can't believe I'm going through this yeah it's It's... it's madness like when I say we opened up Pandora's box on this 
it's an understatement. Yeah, massive understatement. I think I think the main thing is that people like because <clears throat> we started talking about something that people didn't know was a problem. You know, mm. if you like if you bring something up that people know is a problem, you talk about it, people are like, oh yeah, that's a problem, let's try to talk about it. But people who like listen to this and come to us and stuff, they didn't even know that what they were doing was potentially even an issue. Mm. Which is actually I feel a little bit gilly for because it's like everyone thought their life was all great, all great, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm doing this and doing that and I'm fine. And then suddenly you're like, what if what you're doing isn't fine? And they're like, oh shit. And then people start thinking about their life choices or what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, actually, maybe this is really bad. And um, but I think that's a good thing. Obviously, it's a good thing. Like we're we're trying to help people and, and make them aware. But 100% because it's made people realize that maybe what they're doing isn't right and made them question everything and that's that's the key isn't it it's made them question like not just continue to go get the injection or take the pill or do the injection at home or leave the implant in their arm um or just let the coil just stay like if you don't need something take it out stop using it get rid of it you don't need it yeah yeah and um I think in fact what is nice is a lot of my clients have come to me off the back of the podcast because they've all shared it like wildly and a lot of them have come to me and said like oh I've been telling my friend to listen to this and listen to this and listen to this and then they have and they're like oh my friend has now been listening to you and Hannah and they they're like oh they've stopped taking the pill now or when I've discussed with say my clients about them stopping it and doing this and telling them why and then that's one thing me talking to them for 20 minutes half an hour about it but once they've listened to us talk for three four five hours on a podcast they're like oh my god oh my god oh my god I understand now I get it like and like this maybe it's because I'm much closer with them on a day-to-day basis so I'm hearing that story more but if they're saying that out loud all the time like it says to me that so many other people must be feeling the same yes 100% and I know this is the moment you've all been waiting for yes there is a hashtag obviously there is a hashtag so if you've made it to this point in the episode when you share on your stories because we know you all will you have to share with Mads what is our hashtag fertility first so when I said Pandora's box is a movement I wasn't joking. We're going to be hashtag. We're going to be outside Parliament in days. Yeah. We're going to have banners. We're going to get T-shirts with it printed on. Rishi, we're coming for you. Is anyone else joining us? <laughs> <laughs> no. But all jokes aside, we do want you to share the fertility first hashtag. Um, let's get the conversation going. Um, I just, I want this to go further I never really I knew that we were going to have an impact mad like that was obvious because we were talking about something which was taboo but I never really realized it was going to have the reach that it has and I think we can do so much more and if you're listening to this just know that every time you share this every time you talk to a friend a colleague um, a family member with your male or female every time you talk about this the message gets a little bit further and I don't want to look back in 20 years time and see our generation um, 
with all of these problems because hormones like synthetic hormones were pumped into us for so long and I think sadly something we're gonna see is there's going to be a generation of women that are going to struggle to conceive we're going to see um population drops and everything else like that and it's only going to kind of further cement what we are talking about right now so if you can talk about this with someone do if you can share it please do because it's not about it, this makes us no money if anything it costs us because we're sitting here and we give up a couple of hours every week to this um if you were going to do consultations with mads or coaching with her that's quite literally money to her so it doesn't make us anything but it means a lot to us yeah I think you just hit the nail on the head there it's really hard because it's like where where do you start with this right so we started with a podcast we first started with like me putting a TRT video up like a year ago or 18 months ago being like hey everyone my blood's a fuck so I'm going to start implementing TRT and everyone was like (laughs) oh my god Mads is taking is on peds oh my god like everyone was like she's taking testosterone what and then everyone was like all weird with me for a bit and then I was like oh no you're okay and then people started talking about it more and then you know you reached out to me and was like Mads like I'm in this position and I think this is what I'm going to do and you know my coach says oh let's talk about it do you know what let's talk about it more because you're doing it you've got a good platform I'm confident let's talk about it it's mm. slowly become a thing we've been talking about doing this for so long we only just mm. got our act together and did it and with using this platform and Instagram to talk about it and, you know, there's other top educators in the world talking about this now. I think it was literally last week or the week before. Really good timing um, that John Dewitt put his um, new like female education portal type um, yeah module together and, and shared it literally on the morning when we were like, we need to talk about this more. And he was like, okay so running um testosterone in women and we were like bingo thank you for that that was good timing um because if john jewett says it people will listen they're not going to listen to a couple of little blondes chatting on a podcast but if john jewett says it let's go it's like oh let's not listen to them it's like no we know what we're talking about and now we're being backed up by like the biggest people in the industry and any other coaches that we would be happy to ask to come on here and you know we've we've spoken off air about bringing a couple of other coaches on and talking about coming maybe away from like the specific thing about um the contraceptive pill or whatever and then talking a bit more about fixing that and maybe talking about fem test and why we might run testosterone in women and maybe delving a little bit more into the ped situation because people like to hear about this stuff of course whether they run it or not people are nosy people love to hear about peds in women so that's something we can talk about but yeah back to Hannah's point we want to share this more we want to reach more people and at the moment we're just we're doing this podcast for people to listen to but I feel like we need to get in people's faces a little bit more so if you want to share it with your with the hashtag I think that would be very very helpful and also if anybody knows anyone genuinely that would be interested and is knowledgeable in talking about the stuff maybe a private doctor that administers administers this to people or you know has also has a passion for this or they're also trying to share something you know there's some documentaries going around about the contraceptive pill at the moment um you know and I don't want to say that this is like too far of a reach but talking to anybody who's like doing something with that or anything like would be amazing for us and will just help us get it out a little bit more you know yeah I make the joke about standing outside parliament but 
genuinely like if we can speak to more people and share it more then that's what we want to do yeah like at the end of the day you can do anything you set your heart on and this started in like the beginning of lockdown as a little passion project where I just wanted to talk to interesting people and now here we are and I don't mean to be dramatic but it's true like literally changing lives quite literally changing so far probably a good couple of hundred women have messaged us easy yeah easy Easy. like when I say my dms blow up every week with voice notes and long messages and stories and girls stopping me in the gym a girl stopped me in the gym earlier on for 20 minutes to talk about it it's every day like there is a big difference being made so yeah we'll talk to anyone we will have people on if they have a background in this like mad says um yeah we want this to be helpful project like we want this to be like this has been a bit of a chatty episode between me and hannah but i know that you guys actually quite enjoy that as well so it's been a bit of a wrap-up obviously the last two have been i think fairly intense like with olivia and Mm. that's that's because olivia just knows so much right she's so knowledgeable she dropped a few bombs on the last one and me and hannah were like i think we kept up with that um but she's sweating (laughs) but she's 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 very scientific like we all we have a great understanding of what everything that she's talking about but she goes into depth like Mm. what is the makeup of these hormones and how are they produced in the body and how do they talk to each other and she has a lot of that information I know it's quite like heavy on the brain to listen to so I think just talking about these messages and and what the whole point of this is reiterating it has been really important today but we are like it doesn't end here like this isn't the last episode like there's more to come of this like we're going to speak to more people keep sharing keep getting the word out keep talking and there's anything people want us to talk about or things that people genuinely want to know like if you've we always put question boxes up but not necessarily about hormonal contraceptives but anything that people want to know like who do you want us to speak to Mm. do you want to know more about TRT like do you want to know more about you know testosterone and in women and why the role is vitally important or like why you would run it throughout seasons or I don't know like if you've got questions please come and ask us but we do want to just keep talking about this and keep sharing and getting people on and maybe you're somebody who's got a really good story to tell and a really positive one that you've come out the back of something and fertility's been great and you've got a good positive story you want to share yeah we're here for sharing all the positivity um like the the ladies have so far that we've shared that's just a couple of the messages um send them away we're, we're happy to talk about them we'll keep people anonymous um and then as Matt says just to echo that like if there's someone that you think would be great to hear talking about this topic let us know um and if there's anything specific you'd like us to talk about um hit us up fire away but um I've really enjoyed this chatty episode with you I know that um, we kind of went off a little bit here and there but I think, I think I, obviously I forgot we were recording at one point I was like are we just having this chat or are we on it <laughs> um, no I, I think it's good people like it it's good it's got it's got natural flow yeah it's nice to listen to but no I I think it was important to just highlight a few things there like this has been super positive so far had more reach than we expected and um, mm. we hoped it would be good because we were talking about something like you say people have never really spoken about 
um, and been that open about because of probably the hate that they get, like the messages you had, oh, yeah. taking tests, doing this, doing that. But it's been super positive. It's been way more positive than it has been negative so far. And I just hope that that kind of continues and we continue to get positive, positive messages. Um, and next time people send negative hate, if we know who you are, I'm going to screenshot and put it on our stories and not be anonymous anymore. <laughs> I'm going to name and shame you, so please be positive. Uh, I'm not doing those fucking anonymous boxes anymore. They're, they're dread. I'm not doing it. Don't so do it, mate. If you don't want to say so something, I'd, I'd be shocked if someone's listening to this if they don't like us, but if you want to say something, say out with your chest, people. Whether it's good, <laughs> bad or ugly, say out with your chest, you know? Stand up and say it loud. Exactly. Right. <clears throat> on that on that note on that bombshell from the blonde bomber herself <laughs> mic drop um it's been lovely chatting with you as always i know i speak to you pretty much every day but i like having this solid hour with you um i think we'll keep it after this series just just every day you and me <laughs> just like the sun the sunday night thing i mean today it's a tuesday i mean we're, we're, we're going a bit free roll today but which maybe we should just keep the Sunday night thing. 9pm every Sunday. Tune in. Just FaceTime in bed. <laughs> For the Mads and Hannah chit-chat show. <laughs> Chat-chat-shit show. <laughs> just chat-shit, get banged. Right. Any, anyway, we will leave now. Thank you for listening. We will be back with more. And please tell us if there's anything that you want to hear about. Absolutely. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>